You know, I went back and forth with this whole, like, do I release this before the end of the year? Do I take it into the new year with me? Just because, I don't know, like the whole idea of, you know, once you start a new year, it's like everyone has a clean slate. Do we leave everything behind? Um, but then me thinking about that, it's like there's certain things it's like you don't leave behind. You know what I mean? Like what? we just went through it's just like that's that's something we keep with us forever so it's like the certain the aspects of when you handle certain things around it yes that but in terms of keeping this person's memory alive and all of those things that's that's completely different that's something that you absolutely do not want to let go of i thought of this site it was like what's scarier public speaking or death didn't they do a study where like they found that most people prefer i don't want to say prefer death but like are more afraid of public speaking and death you know and yeah so it's like i was thinking about that like what's scary public speaking or death and, and like i said to many it may be the former but you know and what an irrational fear I thought of that as I was, as I was up there delivering the eulogy and you guys will get to hear that in a little bit. Um, I found out I was up late one day and all these, a lot of times it'll start with one word or a concept or a sentence. And then sometimes I would tell myself, oh, just Go to sleep and you'll remember in the morning. And I remember I did that a couple of times and you wake up. You don't even remember that you had the thought. Never mind what you thought of. You know, so I was like, nah, let me just get the title out. And I did that. And I just wrote. I just started writing. And then I was like, man, I was like, I might as well finish it. And, and I titled it, My Mother Will Die One Day. And I was like, man, that's like so morbid, but it just felt so right. And it was the day before I found out that I was actually going to speak at the church. And you know how I talk to you all the time about how the universe works and things that are meant to be are going to be and the way that they line up, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, we 
lost our beloved maternal grandmother um, in late November and things will just never be the same. Um, grieving is such a strange process and it's probably been the main thing to shape my worldview. You know, losing other humans you come to know and love at a young age does something to you. It makes certain that each day you remember that you are on borrowed time. You know, after someone leaves, I talk about all the time, like we, our language being so limited a lot of the times, you know, we don't know what to say to one another after someone leaves. We say the cliches. How are you? Are you OK? How have you been? How does someone answer that? Like. How does someone answer that after they just lost the most important thing to them? After they lose a mother, a father, a daughter, a son, etc., etc. You know, but this process has been different, lighter, as heavy as it was. There is power in being able to say goodbye to our associate humanoids. You know, the morning my grandmother passed away, the most amazing sunlight and breeze came through the open window. I sat there and closed my eyes and I thought... Is this the soul taking flight and announcing it so in ways we will never know until that one wretched day that awaits us all? Whatever words come to my mind don't seem to measure up in explaining the life of this remarkable woman. Strength, honesty, vitality, compassion personified. The life of the party. But also I think about someone who mostly preferred to stay away from them. A quiet and intimate life was chosen. You know, the love enjoyed by the main tribe, my mom, her mom, and you guys, my sisters. It really set the bar for the type of space that I wanted to be in. And what really being loved and embraced should feel like. You know, and I, I tell people sometimes, I'm like, you know, when I knew that that was possible, how could I settle for much less? I've always had a very low tolerance for certain things. And that seems to lessen more and more. And that was one of the main things that was the catalyst for that. Make a life out of some days and nights, seconds and hours. She did that. Does art imitate life or vice versa? I speak through films and songs and quotes and random access memories, every pun intended. There are things I experience that live inside of me and they manifest in unconscious ways, life imitating art. Four weddings and a funeral delivers one of my favorite scenes ever in a movie. It wasn't until after I went back and listened to my eulogy that I realized how much I felt like a character in it. Life and art colliding. And just like the character says, his words simply don't suffice, so he turns to someone else's. I too will follow suit. It's funny how much mundane moments mean to us after we can no longer have them. Things that would make us angry, all the little quirks, idiosyncrasies, annoying beeping sounds in a hospital, all of it. If you listen closely, you'll hear life happening between them. 
This is Funeral Blues by W.H. Auden. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Silence the pianos and with muffled drum, bring out the coffin. Let the mourners come. Let the airplanes circle moaning overhead, scribbling on the sky the message she is dead. Put the crepe bows round the white necks of the public doves. Let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. She was my north, my south, my east and west. My working week and my Sunday rest. My noon, my midnight, my talk, my song. I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. The stars are not wanted now. Put out everyone. Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun. Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood. For nothing now can ever come to any good. It was very hard to be around her and not laugh. She was so witty and funny. She was like the school friend that as soon as you looked at, you couldn't stop laughing. You know, her and I had that. We didn't have to say anything. I called her my, my sparring partner. She was one of my favorite people to argue with. She would never back down. Anyone who knows her knows that. But she was the type that anyone who approached her, if they were in need, it was very hard for her not to do for them whatever they asked. And if she couldn't, it truly hurt her in a way that was hard to see. In her last days, all her trips back and forth to Boston for treatment. And in her last days, she felt embarrassment for all the times my father had to drive her and my mother had to drive her. And she said to my mother, I have nothing to give you. I have no way to pay you back. but we must celebrate her life because she was so full of life. <laughs> Whenever I greeted her, I'd say, hey, mamacita, and without missing a beat, she'd say, papacito. <laughs> that was her. I thought of something that made me laugh and brought me comfort. The idea of her getting to heaven and the first thing she'd say is, I hope you weren't waiting for me to clean up around here because I'm not. That's the type of humor she had. (sighs) 
I wrote something before I knew I'd have to speak, and anyone who knows me knows I don't like to do this. I do not have my father's penchant for public speaking, but nonetheless, my grandmother is the type of person that I would do this for because it's important for me to honor her the right way. My mother will die one day. This has always been the great grief unbearable to me. What I was always afraid of, my mother experienced on the cold, sunny morning of the 27th of November. My grandmother died with my sister to her right and my mother to her left and me half asleep on the left side of her bed. As I peacefully inhaled breaths to continue my life, she exhaled the last that would end hers. I have always loved asking people questions like, where do you feel most at home? I always struggled to answer it. I slept in her bed for seven days after she passed because my mother told me that's what we do where we come from. And I found my answer there. I felt a home there in that room and bed I had not felt in a long time. People die and sometimes we lie about who they were. I will do no such thing this day. My mama Sita was one of the most beautiful women to me, inside to the out. She lived her life with an integrity few I've known can lay claim to. She practiced the kind of honesty we wish for but pray never comes our way because it can be too much to bear sometimes. <sighs> but we do love. There is nothing like seeing African women do each other's hair and nothing like them mourning in a room for their newly departed. The sight and the sound can be too much for an outsider. The force is unlike anything I've witnessed before. Whales are brought to those who will now ascend and transition into our ancestors. Mama had four names, and one of them was Amadu, which translates to loved. I knew already, but truly found out just how much after she left us. My mother said that the pain only begins when the visits stop and all that's left is the void left by her mother's absence. She repeated these words on the morning she left. Only I know what I lost. No one has any idea. I was there for a lot of it, but I, I believe her, I have no idea. Their relationship transcended the position they were placed in as mother and daughter. She was her friend. She was our friend. She was truly our friend. She was our oracle, the one telling us things far ahead that we were too unenlightened to see. She was the secret keeper for too many, all who came to her in confidence because they knew her heart. She took them all. Mama spoke often about her wish for peace for everyone and peace for the world. I hope she has arrived wherever she was headed next and her weary feet and the tireless body have taken shelter for the peace she wished for all of us. I've always told people that I wish them the same feeling I've always had, that I have the best mother in the world. Children are supposed to bury 
their parents, but nature is cruel and often betrays the natural order of things. Are you afraid to die? Not with the right luggage. What does that mean? To live a good life and have a good death. To learn to walk, to go to school, to laugh, to fall in love, to bear children, to get divorced, to cry, to find out you'll be okay, to get old, to realize how beautiful that is, to turn 80, to pass down wisdom, to slow down, to get sick, to bring your family around you, to have a good death. I've been obsessed with this concept since I first heard it. My only experiences with death were sudden and tragic. No time given to the departed or the bereaved to exchange uncertainties. I'm glad mama, dede, tia, mama, dede, Don Andraza. She was given a gift. We are never ready to let go of our fellow mortal loved ones, but I realize now that it was a gift. My mother's mother died one day, and my mother will die one day. I hope to send her home like she sent hers. She did it right. She did it right. I was told to tell her. She did. This is a eulogy for the animated because the dead show us how to live, that we must live. A mother to so many left this stage of life, we came to see her on her way to the next one. In parting, I'll repeat what my confidant said to hers. Remember, friend, everything must end. Good night, mamacita. I'll see you at the end. Thank you. Thank you, my amor. Can I get you guys anything?
You got picked up from home from school also, Sabrina? It's got in Spanish. You don't think you don't think they would have that? No, we were looking at it. You did you go through all the channels? Yeah. We got through the end and then it turns on this side. Oh, really? Oh, no. Mama, Davis is going to go to the house. Is Not the narc. The warden. She's in Rhode Island? Yeah, I, th I thought I recognized him, Ceiling. Yeah. <laughs>
Jess? Hey, how are you? How you doing? I'm chilling. Good? Yeah. Damn, I thought you said only two people. Yeah, you know, we've been breaking rules. Everybody going down my nose. Yeah, yeah. Can you feel content? Can you speak Spanish? Oh, yeah. Because you know. <laughs> so from zero to ten, how much you said the pain of it? Okay. Well, I'm gonna give you some IV. It's not going to go off again? She's trying to eat, but it's going to go off again, right? Go up what? Because she moved her arm. And that's no, well, no, not, not really. It's just sometimes there's that. Can you all day do it, okay? Get a couple. Okay. So you tell him, I'll get plenty of the margin. But you know. Okay. I'll tell you, okay. I'll be Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh -huh. No. Huh. I at the I love you. Two, 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 two
Ainda te responde? Eu vou pedir aqui para responder, agora quem falou que eu vou fazer lá, quem vai que responder? Já viu tu? Então? Eu vou responder aqui. Acho que eu vou ficar até